0: Good morning and welcome to Mina Mentors, the weekly podcast that shapes entrepreneurs in the Mina region. The podcast will be hosted by Sasha Christie and Lucas Tanajovic. Good morning and welcome to Mina Mentors. This is our third weekly podcast, and today we'll be focusing on how to generate traffic on your website. As you may know. Every business has a website nowadays. Every business needs an online presence. And it's important to know how to target your target market and how to generate more of this traffic on your website. So, today I am joined by Luka Staniovic, who is the marketing manager at Emirates Graphic. And he will guide you through the process on which channel can be used and how we can actually generate more
1: targeted traffic to our website. Good morning, Luca. Good morning, everybody. So I think you can't really understate the importance of web traffic these days, although it's not just about getting traffic. It's about what you can do with that traffic. And that will be the subject of our next episode, actually. But today, yeah, we just want to talk about how you can get these people to your website in the first place. Because if they're not visiting your website, you can't convert them. you You can't really do anything so i guess the first and the most classic way websites try to attract people nowadays is through seo just because i think it's a very worthy long-term investment once you get once it starts ranking well there's a good chance that you'll stay there in the future with a smaller effort than you had to put in to get there initially anyways everybody knows that people do tend to trust organic search results far more than paid ones so if they find you on google organically you automatically are at an advantage because people consider you an authority. It's like, you know, if these people are ranking so high, surely they know what they're talking about and surely their content is good. That's just the impression people have regardless. So, yeah, I think SEO is a really big one. Sasha, do you want to add anything? So
0: SEO, the only problem that I see with SEO is that it's a long-term investment. It usually takes around four to six months to start ranking for uh, the keywords that you're investing time on. And this is why a lot of our clients or a lot of companies in general, they also tend to invest on Google AdWords. So basically, just for you to understand more, on one hand, you have SEO, which Luca was mentioning, which is organic search or natural results. Let's call them natural results with certain keywords. And then you have Google AdWords, which is more paid search. The advantage with Google AdWords is that the day you start putting your campaigns in place, just the day you start paying Google, you will appear on the first page as an ad. So this is more like a short-term investment. As soon as you start paying, your ad is there and you start getting leads. And what we usually recommend our clients or any business in general is to invest on SEO and Google AdWords at the same time why as we said SEO is very effective But it will take four to six months minimum to get your ranked first page So before four to six months you will not be getting tra- any traffic on your website from that channel So in order to cover your return on investment We usually encourage our clients to invest on Google AdWords because Google AdWords is a short-term Investment where you get leads as soon as you start paying and it's good to have the two in parallel When it comes to SEO, there's a lot of work involved in order to be ranked first page based on the different keywords that you selected. There's what we call on-page optimization and off-page optimizations. So Luca, can you tell us more about these different ways and how does SEO work? Because we understand that the way you get ranked on Google is based on the Google algorithms and how the Google algorithms portray your business on their search engine. So how is it that we can affect that? How is it that we can influence these factors?
1: Basically, throughout the past couple of years, Google has actually updated their algorithm a few times, and their goal has been to to get people the best quality content and the most relevant content. So most of the sort of uh, tricky tactics people used to use before, such as putting just huge keyword density into pages that doesn't even make sense, or putting text in white, so you can't even see it on the web page. Like all that stuff doesn't really work anymore. But I think to get started with SEO, you still want to start with on-page SEO simply because it's something you can do immediately for your website, and it's something that, if you're just getting started, won't even take very long. And it's something that you should maintain throughout, uh, you know, throughout the years while you update your website while you post content on it. So on-page SEO, we're talking about things like title tags. We're talking about just general metadata descriptions. We're talking about things like your images being compressed to a normal size you know sometimes you open a website and it takes like 10 seconds to load just the first preview of anything just because the images are so huge and that's terrible for the that's terrible for rankings because google's algorithm knows it and it's terrible for traffic retention because people will bounce for a page like that they're not going to wait that long other things you need to do actually not even can do other things you need to do is make your website's content laid out in a way that's logical and that's uh, useful to the to the visitors so have the important stuff that they came to your page for appear at the top have it be expressed clearly have clear headings that denote the different parts of your of your web page content and obviously make your content topical relevant and targeted so it needs to be you need to find like a certain niche for every piece of your content and you need to make it quality content. It needs to answer questions. It needs to address this topic thoroughly. If you have a page that has good content on it, if it's a well-optimized page that loads very quickly and all your back and stuff, you know, like the the title tags, the descriptions, all of this stuff is set up properly, it's a lot easier to make that page rank for SEO. I I wouldn't even say it's easier. I'd say it's like a baseline requirement because if if these conditions aren't met, your page is just never going to rank, no matter how much off page SEO you end up doing. And then Off-page SEO is a lot harder to get started with because off-page SEO is basically backlink building for your website. The reason why this works, let's say my website is a huge authority in a certain field. Let's say your website does car repairs or something. And my website is a very, very influential car review website or something. So, you know, every time a new car model comes out, I publish reviews. A lot of people read them. I have great rankings myself. I have a lot of website visitors, a lot of authority. If I link back to your shops, you know, let's say I make a list of top 10 best places to repair your car or something, and I list your shop and I link to to your website using a do follow link. Do follow means that Google bots should follow that link to your website and they shouldn't just stop and not bother checking it out. That gives you what people refer to in marketing as link juice. And basically my authority kind of transfers over to you. It's like an endorsement. So since my website is an authority and it endorses your website, that gives your website a lot of link juice and it helps you with your rankings. That is basically the bulk of off page SEO. It is getting backlinks back to your website with backlinks. It's a bit tricky because you'll sometimes look up companies that rank extremely well and you'll look up where they're getting their backlinks from, and you'll find just the most random websites that have nothing to do with their industry. But as a general practice, you do get a lot more link juice from websites that are related to yours and that are somehow on the same topic, at least. So what you want to be doing is finding creative and finding, you know, smart ways of getting links back to your website from other websites. By creative ways, I mean, for example, .org websites carry a lot of authority. .edu websites, educational websites carry a lot of authority. So if you can get your link on on a university's website that's really good for you, for your SEO. So let's say you, you graduated from a university and your university has some kind of program where past students who have their own business can maybe advertise their business or not even just advertise, but maybe give some special offers to the students of the university. I would definitely do that because the odds are it'll be a do-follow backlink to your website. And even if it's not a do-follow, you know it's still not some something that's never bad to have and, you know, I would submit my, uh, I would submit like an ad or an offering or something, and I would have them link back to, to the site. And I would do this with as many things as possible. You know, universities are one thing. You can find certain business directories that do it as well. They're not as powerful, obviously, but they're still, you know, when you get enough of them, it does make an impact. And then I guess the big one is guest blogging, really. That's what most people recommend. Sasha, do you want to talk about this or...? Before we talk about guest blogging, I just want to add one additional thing to,
0: you know, blogging itself because when you take the time to write a blog yourself for your website or some companies decides to, you know, hire a copywriter to to do this job, it's very important to make sure that the blog that you're writing is written in a smart way. Let me tell you an example. In our industry, we are in, in the marketing industry. If we want to add or if we want to write a blog post, we need to make sure that this blog post will talk about something that people want to know about. In our industry, when you build a website, for instance, you have two different ways of building a website. You can build a website from scratch or you can build a website using a template. And people, this is usually the type of question that they would ask themselves before choosing a web development company. So what we're going to do in that case is we will write a blog that talks about the differences between a template website and a custom PHP website. And when it's written the right way with the right keywords and the proper length, this article will be ranked on Google. Based on the different keywords, you'll be on the first page of Google. People looking for certain these kind of keywords, for example, um, WordPress versus custom PHP websites, whatever it is, for certain keywords, your article will rank, will rank first. They will get onto your website. They will read your article. You will answer their questions. And at this stage, they will be on your website. So they will ask themselves, hey, who is Emirates Graphic? They will see that you are also a website design and development agency. And indirectly, these people might become your clients let me give you another example when we work with uh, with an insurance company for example a car insurance company okay when we write blogs for them we need to make sure that the blogs are very targeted and very specific so we identify first of all the trend in that industry of what type of questions people have in regards to car insurance industry for example one common question that most people have is the difference between comprehensive insurance and a third party car insurance okay so when you take the time to you write a full-on article talking about the difference between these two different car insurances then this brings value to the visitors of your blog on your website you are answering their questions and indirectly these people are already on your website so in the case that they're already on your website and you're actually providing this service or this product that you're that you're talking about or that you're writing about in your blog, these people can indirectly become your clients. So it's very important. Blog is very powerful. It's not only about having content and ha- having more information about your industry on your website. It's about writing it the right way in order to redirect people or targeted traffic to your website and then eventually convert them into uh, clients. On another hand, when you talk about guest blogging, what we mean by guest blogging is that, is that there's so many websites out there in the same industry as yourself, okay? For example, in our case, in the marketing field, we have websites like SM Rush, we have websites like Entrepreneur, we have websites like INC, and what these websites do is that they publish relevant content on their website and relevant articles on their website and the whole point of guest blogging is to apply on their website as an author or as they call them a contributor so that you end up writing blogs about specific topics on their website they are happy why because they get more content on their websites and you contribute to the growth of their online magazine or online forum and It's also an advantage for you. Why? Because if you take the time to write the proper blog that has a lot of important information about one specific topic, one specific industry, then indirectly, these people will be redirected to your website and it will also give you more credibility and more authority in that particular topic. And this is why we believe that guest blogging is a really, really important aspect of online marketing.
1: Not even just credibility, it also, oftentimes blogs will link back to your website, which just straight up gives you even more authority from this you know, technical standpoint. Your website gets more domain authority and you get uh, higher rankings as a result. So I think it is definitely the most effective form of off-page SEO. It's very hard to get into and it takes a lot of work. It's expensive, it's, it takes resources, but it's, it has the best long-term results. And uh, if you take a look at the best ranking websites... Oftentimes, they'll have some sort of... They'll have a bunch, actually, of articles written on high-domain authority websites, they'll link back to them. So this is definitely something you should consider for your business. And uh, just one more thing. So on the topic of SEO and blogging, a lot of people are confused about what long-tail keywords are because people hear about it and a lot of clients come to us and they ask us, you know, what are long-tail keywords? This is something I read about when I was looking into marketing and they don't entirely understand what this means. Essentially, what long-tail keywords (laughs) are... If you were to draw a graph of all the terms that plots sort of all the terms that are searched on Google and how many times each of them is searched, most of the searches, we're talking like 90% of the Google searches, search for only around 20 to 30% of the keywords that are out there, right? So most traffic targets only a few keywords. As a result, it makes these keywords incredibly competitive and it's really, really, really hard to rank for these websites let's say I sell shoes in my store, if I want to rank for blue shoes, I can forget about it. Unless I have like millions of dollars to invest in SEO, and I want to wait for five years, there is no way that I'm going to rank for blue shoes. Because already, there are so many websites ranking for it. And it is such a highly searched, highly contested search term, I'll have a lot of difficulty. However, what you have is all these other search terms, you know, this huge number of search terms that get very very few searches every month now you might be wondering why would i want to bid on search terms that get so few results like let's say once again with my shoe example blue shoes i'll never rank for but let's say i do seo for a term like blue size 12 men's shoes with orange elephant design i have a much much higher chance of ranking and it's a search term that searched for maybe zero times maybe once you know that this is you'll have to gauge what's actually worth investing in. But if somebody searches for blue size, 12 men's shoes with an orange elephant design, they will land on my website hundred percent because it's so easy to rank for something like that. And you will get all the traffic that searches for those, that keyword. That is a long tail keyword because it falls under the long tail of the bell curve. It falls under these searches that I get very little volume, but of which there are so many because they are so specific and so varied. So, Today, really, the whole challenge in SEO is finding the right long tail keywords and the right long tail search terms that you want to contest and that you want to compete in because niche terms are extremely profitable. If you search for something extremely specific and you find my website as the top result, you're going to click it and the conversion rate and just the possibility that comes from these clicks is huge like this is it's almost a sure thing so this is what long tail keywords are and this is why they're so powerful it's because when somebody does search for them and when they do find your website you have huge potential of converting and this is this is what marketers focus on nowadays that's the really the biggest challenge just to add on top of it just just if we look at the different examples just to make it more
0: clear for you guys let's look into our example You know, as a marketing agency developing websites, we can easily invest on keywords such as Web Design Dubai. Okay, the problem with Web Design Dubai, even though there are more than 60,000 search a month, as Luca was mentioning, it's a highly competitive keyword. It will take us around three to four years to rank for these keywords. Why? Simply because our competitors have been working on SEO and have been investing on SEO for the past, what? six seven eight nine years so it will be very very hard and it will take a lot of investment to catch up with our competitor also another problem that comes with this keyword is that all the people that will be looking for jobs since it's not a really long tail keyword or targeted keyword will also land on your website so that the people coming from this keyword to your website will not be targeted so what we decided to do in our case is we invested more on long tail keyword for instance just to give you an example a keyword such as web development company in jlt web development company dubai marina this is an example of a long tail keyword because it's still the service that we provide associated with the location that we're in so the people that will be looking for these kind of keywords which is much less than web design dubai we're looking at 400 search per month 500 search per month At maximum, it will not be more than that. But the the advantage with this traffic is that the traffic is really targeted because they're looking for a web development company located in Dubai Marina or located in JLTY because they probably live here or they might have their office here. So you get to see that these traffic coming onto your website have a need and they're looking for a company in one specific location. So we've been investing on all these long tail keywords and this is how, you know, we're getting a lot of targeted traffic onto our website now. So it's not only about trying to target these keywords that have the most amount of search because how amazing would it be to rank first for Web Design Dubai, you know, and get all this traffic to your website. But it's almost impossible. So might as well, you know, do a research and see which long tail keywords I want to rank for that have still enough search results per month and that are still related to, you know, the services that, that I provide. And this is what we've done ourselves and this is what, we would encourage any business to do for um, their own seo work now we also hear a lot about social media and before we um, i ask a few questions to luca i just want to share my personal opinion when it comes to social media social media marketing used to be one of the most powerful channel or let's say the, the most powerful tool a few years back why because a few years back companies in our opinion they used to focus a lot on you know building a company page they use a they used to take the time and make the investment to invest on quality posts and interact with their audience and this used to pay off because they were building this company page with a certain amount of followers or as they call them on 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 facebook fans that are proudly Following your page, and these people or your fans used to see your post every time you would be posting something. Okay, so the advantage back then is that you were building this fan follower base, and whenever you would be posting something, if your fans would like it, the friends of your fans would see this post. So, Facebook or other social media used to be a very powerful online marketing channel. The problem nowadays is that they have updated their algorithms, and they're making it more difficult to reach people organically. Meaning that, as an example now, if you have your page and you've been working very hard, you've been investing a lot of time, a lot of effort in order to get 1,000 fans. You have 1,000 fans on your page that are more than happy to follow your page and they want to see what you're up to. They want to see what you have to post. Nowadays, where we stand now only 3 to 4% of these fans will actually see your post when you post something on your page so these new algorithms make it made it very very hard for you to reach people organically meaning that you're posting something to your fans even though they're proudly following your page only 3 to 4% will see it if you want the remaining 96% to see it you have to pay if you want their friends to see it in case they like it, you have to pay more. If you want random people to see your post that are part of your target market, you have to pay even more. So this social media channel is very powerful, don't get me wrong, but it's just Costing a lot of money now to reach out to your target market right. if you want to use it as a, as a platform to sell. So it's still something that we recommend because you do need to have an online presence and you do need to have your page so that people can still see who you are and it builds credibility. Fine. But it just requires a lot of investment in order to sell or present your services or products online. And as a startup, in my opinion, It doesn't make much sense. What do you think, Luca?
1: I think another problem, you know, you make some good points. And another problem with Facebook right now is people don't go on Facebook anymore. I mean, Facebook right now is, I feel it's a much older audience than it was 5, 10 years ago. And, you know, it, it kind of restricts your target market in that sense as well. I think one thing that's still very powerful in social media is these Instagram stories, because they're not really curated the same way as the feeds are. I don't uh, have that much experience with Instagram personally, but I I believe the Instagram feed nowadays is kind of like Facebook in that sense. You might not see posts by certain people. If you haven't maybe liked one of their images in a really long time, or if you haven't visited their page for a while, you kind of stop seeing their posts. And uh, I, I'm not completely sure how the algorithm works, but I do know that there is, it does affect, you know, what it does sort of curate what you see and what you don't see there. However, the story, you just kind of get all the stories that people post, on their Instagram profile. And I think this is extremely powerful to have something that's shareable on people's Instagram stories, because particularly now you can also add this whole um, swipe up to go to the store thing or swipe up to buy whatever when you advertise in these social stories. And I think this still has a lot of potential. I think companies are realizing it and they're investing a lot into this because yeah, I mean, basically the young audience nowadays is on Instagram and on Snapchat. Nobody, nobody really goes on Facebook anymore at least from, you know, the like under 30, 35-year-old people. So there's still a lot of potential. There's potential in social shares. There's potential in stories. People, I guess they just have to kind of stay on top of their on top of these algorithms. And I think a, a huge part of that is also just consistency when it comes to social media. You can't just go halfway and, uh, you know, make minimal efforts and have some kind of success. You need to have consistency in your post. You need to post a lot. You need to post somewhat relevant topical content. And ultimately, you want to generate engagement because the more people engage with your posts, the more effective they're going to be. There is definitely still a lot of potential. But yeah, as you said, social channels have changed a lot. Kind of like Google, in a sense, they're a lot easier. They're a lot more difficult to exploit. And the margins on your investment become lower as time goes on on all these social platforms. So while it's still a good thing to, I hope, Partly recommend that people still uh, make efforts on social media. Maybe you should, uh, maybe they should be considering other channels as well for their for their traffic sources. Something a bit more, you know, out of the box and creative, just to supplement these efforts. Because, I mean, who knows? One algorithm change could just completely throw off your entire your entire plan and just completely cut off your your your, your visits, and that could be pretty disastrous if you put all your eggs in just one basket.
0: We hear a lot about directories, aggregators, forums, such as Cora, for instance. Why are these channels so powerful? How do companies use these channels in order to, you know, redirect traffic back to their websites?
1: I think they're powerful because for two reasons. First of all, these websites get a lot of traffic so and a lot of users. So anything you post there or anything that refers back to you there will usually end up ranking quite well on searches. I mean, oftentimes when I'm looking for a let's say a tutorial for something or I have some kind of some kind of question on a topic, I will find like like you said a Quora question or maybe even a Reddit thread that kind of talks about it and these websites have kind of like a community aspect to them. So these are real people contributing Quora, I don't know, a little bit, in recent times it's it's become a lot more of a marketing platform, but other forums manage to keep it relatively at least under wraps. I mean, Reddit has like unreasonable amounts of marketing on it, but it is very concealed and people still do engage in discussion. So if somebody talks about you or mentions something about your website, you know, gives you as a solution to a certain problem, links back to your website, maybe because of a good piece of content you did, it stays for a long time and it ranks well. So not only are you rank, is your content ranking independently on the loop, but it also ranks. <laughs> Well, as part of other websites, which already have established authority. So you get these rankings even faster by having your quality content published on certain platforms. That's one reason why it's really good. And the second reason, in my opinion, is because people don't trust companies. They trust other people as a general rule. So if some company tells me, oh, we have the best, uh, you know, we have the best product. we, We have the best phones or something. And they have this, 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 and this okay, that's nice. It, it's nice that it has all those features, but I'm going to go look at reviews. I'm going to go see what other people think about it. If you're making some huge claims and I go and find some reviews about your product and all of them are negative, all of them are saying that it doesn't work as you prom- promised, it doesn't work well, there's you know there's bugs, there's issues. Obviously, I'm going to trust the users, right? I'm not going to trust you as a company who has, you have one singular interest, which is to make more money for your company and to grow your firm. So any sort of traffic that can be referred to you through A more human voice such as these online forums or you know comment sections or whatever as long as it's positive can be extremely extremely powerful because people will believe other people that's what i think no and these uh, online forums
0: like quora as you said people care about social recommendation and it's also something that can be influenced if you do it in the right way for instance sometimes even in our company or this is something that we recommend to our clients you know, you can be looking for specific questions on one specific topic that you're good at or that is part of your industry. Again, referring back to the example we had in the past, what is the difference between a custom PHP website and a template website? These are questions that are very common on Quora that is still part of our industry. So these people ask questions and you come onto this question, onto this topic, and you take the time to write down your personal Answer to it. Don't make it commercial. No need to mention Emirates Graphic. No need to mention that we're a marketing agency. No, just look at what is it that that they're asking for. Look at what is it that they're needing help for. Answer with as much information as you can. And the good thing with is if your answer is personal and solve the issue or answers the question that that specific person had, you will be getting what they call upvotes, meaning that your answers Will become the first answer that people see, and don't forget one thing: most of these questions on specific topic related to marketing or whatsoever, whatever industry you're in. Some of them get six thousand views, some of them get fifteen thousand views, some of them get 50, you know uh, sixty thousand views. So if your answers gets at the top, people might see your answer as very insightful, very informational. They might ask themselves, who's this author? They'll go on your profile. They will see indirectly that you work at average graphic or whatever company you work for. And indirectly, these people will link back to your website. They will get onto your website. And indirectly, these people can become your clients. And we've we've seen this more and more. The more personal opinion that you leave out there, the better it is. Nobody likes commercial things anymore. It's just the way it is we were talking about online directories before and aggregator online directories is mainly business directories mm-hmm. right and um, so it's very important because most business directories out there are really in a high ranking on google so uh, so it's important to make sure that your business has a profile on their page that You know, on this profile, you have a nice description of your business, the right contact details, so that if these people get on this online directory, you want to make sure that they see your profile there. And Aggregator is more like a company like Clutch, for example. Do you want to say more about Clutch?
1: Well, Clutch, for example, is just, uh, it's like a review website for businesses where they go quite in depth. So you'll, for example, submit a reference and they'll call them up, they'll talk about your project and then they'll publish a review. So they try to keep it very independent they try to make it so that you can't really cheat the system i guess if you tried hard enough you still could but it's 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 a decent it's a decent reference they businesses end up not having that many reviews but the ones that do appear there are very quality reviews and then they just uh you know they kind of rank them they if you search by based on the reviews they'll rank you in certain business activities and based on how focused your business is on a certain activity they'll rank you and so putting in the effort of actually like building a profile and contacting your past clients and getting these reviews reviews are always great like don't get me wrong we'll we'll, we'll that's a whole topic on its own that we'll talk about one day but as a means of getting traffic to your website yeah putting your reviews out there on reviews websites and putting your you know your company's profile there and getting these reviews and everything is really really valuable because ranking well on these sites people trust them like clutch is a very high authority website people really do trust what they see there and since they go so in depth with all the reviews, you know, they can, they can get a very good objective idea about your business. And so I think it's something very worth the investment, you know, looking into sites like clutch, getting your profiles out there and getting contact with your past clients, you know, get them to review your business, get them to, to give their opinions and uh, yeah, get them published. I think we should just talk about in closing just a little bit about like whether it's worth paying for traffic to your websites. You know, what do you think? I mean, even either physically, like getting a billboard or something out there that links back to your website, because we, we see this a lot in Dubai, you'll have like a huge billboard that just links back to websites, you know, it doesn't even give you that much information about the business itself or anything, it just tells you like go on our site. Another way might be to take your business to some exhibitions and you know, have uh, hand handout business cards, have roll ups up with your business, whatever, or, uh, you know, just straight up paying on search engines like AdWords or paying on social media, <coughs> social media posts like banner ads. What do you think?
0: It always depends on the services you're selling or the product that you're selling. Because, for example, Google AdWords is a very powerful tool, as we were discussing it before. But the problem with Google AdWords is that you pay a certain amount per click. And this certain amount per click is based on the level of competition of these keywords and the industry itself. Okay, some of these keywords you will have to pay. 5 dirhams per click, some of these keywords you'll have to pay 100 dirhams per click. As a, uh, Just as an example, the keyword itself, web design Dubai, which is something that as a company we would love to be ranking for, the cost per click of this keyword is between 80 to 120 dirhams. Okay, so every time somebody sees the ad and clicks on the ad, as a company, we have to pay 80 to 120 dirhams. Per click and this is a lot of money at the end of the day because even the people that are not your target markets For example, the people that are just simply looking for a job So they type web design Dubai because they might be a developer and they're looking for a job as a developer in your company So for these people you're still paying 80 to 120 dirhams per click. So it, it really depends What services you're offering and what product you're offering based on the products or services you're offering you need to see what is your margin what is your cost per client what is your profit per client based on this you know how much budget you can afford to spend on on google adwords and what would make sense on google adwords google is huge if your budget is 5000 dirhams a day you will find a way to spend it we would never recommend that but whatever your budget is there is a way to spend it but we just need to make sure that the way you spend it is very targeted and, you know, you use the keywords that you want to rank for and also you optimize your your campaign the right way uh, along the way. When it comes to exhibitions, we believe that exhibitions are very powerful, especially if you sell specific services or products. It's, it's, it's good to meet potential suppliers, potential strategic partners, because these are the type of people that you will meet at the exhibition. These people will never or most of the time, they don't know the solution you're providing. They don't know the products that you're selling. They don't know who you are through an online presence, because they don't get to see you. They get to see your website, which is, your website, which is fine, but they don't get to see you personally. So when you do attend an exhibition, especially exhibitions that are, you know, within your industry itself, it's a very powerful tool. And especially here in Dubai, most exhibitions, you know, have a lot of visitors. And even though the price for an exhibition is pretty expensive, you can easily get your return on investment. Billboards, we usually suggest it or recommend it. As part of having an exposure, because the price you pay for billboards, especially if you wanna have a big billboard on Sheikh Zayed, or you wanna have a billboard on a bridge, whatever it is, you know, because people that wanna invest on billboards, they don't, don't wanna have a small one uh, that nobody sees. So the, the, the big ones, which are, you know, in, in targeted places where, where, where a lot of people could potentially see it, are very expensive. And the problem is that most companies with the services that they're selling or the product that they're selling, You know, the investment doesn't make much sense in a sense that you will not cover your investment, but it's good for exposure. And that's why most of the time on Sheikh Zayed, you will see advertisement for developers. You will see advertisement for properties. You will see advertisement for car manufacturer because regardless, they need to announce when they have a new development. Regardless, they need to announce when they have a new car collection. So it is amazing for exposure and uh, brand awareness, because people get to recognize your brand, and they see it online again, or they see it at the mall, or whatever it is, and it just sticks to their brain. But for you know a company providing services, for instance, um, or products that are where the the profit margin is low, it's not something I would recommend. So for this podcast here, we decided to cover. You know the the main online channel that you can use to redirect traffic to your website to start with and at the latest stage We will be going more into details because there are many ideas that are out of the box You know or channels that you can use in a smart way in order to uh, To redirect traffic back to your website. I mean, you know nowadays we talk about sales funnels We talk about webinars we talk about there's so many things that can be done in a smart way you know, to 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 bring back traffic on a, on a larger scale to your website, but these are topics on their own, and this is something that we will be covering um, in 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 the podcast in the future. Anything that you want to add as
1: part of this, Luca? You know, these are just some ways you can bring traffic to your website. It's important to do so because, well, if your business has an online presence, traffic is how you make money. So, traffic and converting them. Uh, I think next time we will we'll, we will be talking about uh, you know how to optimize your site more for conversions and how to make it convert more to actually make money out of these visitors. So, uh, you know, once you get them to your website, what do you do then? How do you make money off them? That's something that'll probably be interesting to everybody. And uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. As Luca mentioned,
0: because it's one thing having traffic onto your website and we will be discussing more and more how to do that. From our own experience, it's really, really, really easy to get traffic to your website. But the tricky part is that your website needs to convert because don't forget that these people looking for your services, looking for your products are getting onto your website and they don't get to talk to you. They get to talk to your website. So we will be looking at how to make your website convert more. This will be the topic for um, our next podcast. Thank you everyone for listening and see you next week.